the moment you've all been waiting for. Adam Liverpool, England! It was super necessary. And welcome back to Super Necessary. So today, um, well, a couple of days ago, we've done an episode with uh, five of the lads out of the MMA Academy. And it was a great episode. They were, they were all fighting on the uh, UKFC card on the 27th of this month. But we had so much fun doing it, we thought we'd, uh, we thought we'd do it again. So today it's a bit different. We've got four four lads on, um, but they're all fighting out of different gyms, out of Liverpool, to make it uh, that little bit more interesting. So, uh, what we're going to do, same as what we've done with the other lads, we're going to go around and introduce us, sort of mention your records and stuff like that, and then we'll get you guys to just talk a little bit about your opponent. Uh, so, we'll start with Connor. So, Connor's fighting out of the MMA Academy. He's a, uh, got an amateur record of 3-0, and, and he's fighting in flyweight division. His next fight is for the title against Shawan Chikaldi. Big fight for you, lad. What do you know about him? Uh, I know a little bit about him. Like He's a wrestler. That's what I've seen of him anyway. He's got like an old sort of a bit of an awkward style, but not not too not too much. But I think he he's good or he's good all round to be fair. But he's been put in some sticky situations and he's been able to get out. And like people are just like just don't just come at him when they've hurt him. And I'm not gonna do that. I'm if they hurt him, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rush him. Just keep picking him off and take my time with him. Yeah, and he's he's never had you on his back, has he? So <laughs> <laughs> he fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next up, we've got King Mustafa Mohammed. He fights out in next gen in Liverpool. He's in his pro career, one and all. He's he's a light light heavyweight. Yeah. He's a former Cage Warriors light heavyweight champion, and his next fight is Simeon Powell. Do you know much about him, lads? Yeah, it seems to be like good all rounder. He's made a good fight to be fair. That's what we're gonna be all about it. He's done a few tight boxing matches, so I think he's looking to go stand up with me, which I don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh next we've got Hayder Khan. He's fighting out of Aspire CSA. Uh, he's in his pro career, two and on. He's a middleweight. He's on a four fight win streak overall, and he's fighting Sebastian Soka next. Uh, do you know much about him, Hayder? Uh I know he's been on the scene for a while. He's fought quite a few good guys uh, from the amateur days I always wanted to fight him in his amateurs never came across him I uh, think he'll be a good test he's rangy he can strike but again I just think he's going to gas and I'll put it on him yeah um, so next up we've got Rafael Uchegbu am I saying that right lads I want to make sure I'm saying Uche- right Uchebu Uchebu <laughs> Yeah. No, no, for next time. Then um, he's Most fighting out to Team Carbon. He's in his pro career, four and all, all finishes. He's unbeaten six and zero overall. He's a bantamweight, and his next fight is George Courtney. <coughs> what do you know about George? Yeah, not much really. I just know that he's an old man. <laughs> 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 he's thirty. I think he's thirty-six, something like that. Um, 
I think he his background's boxing. I think he's been training for quite a while. A few of the Irish lads in the gym know him, who like Ali McLean and that. And he said he's been he's been training since like they've been training back in Ireland. So that was a while ago. Yeah. Um. And when I've watched his fights, I've only really seen him grapple in that fight, and his grappling didn't look very good. So I can't really judge him and see what he's like really. Um. I did watch him actually in Bellator once. Uh, when I was there in Ireland, he fought King and Clark. Seems quite tough and durable. Um, but as I say, I don't know much about him. I haven't seen much about him, so can't really comment on it. So, sort of a quick follow for that one. Do, do you prefer that going into your fights, not knowing too much about your opponent? Um, I don't really mind to be honest. It's always good to get a gauge and see what they like, and you know, see what style they are and things like that. But at the end of the day I'm just doing the same thing in the gym working on all all the skill sets so I'm just going in there fully prepared for wherever it goes so it doesn't really matter whether he's a striker or a grappler but it's sometimes it is good to know obviously just so you can get a bit a bit of a read but yeah yeah it doesn't really make a difference yeah uh, so one by one we're just going to go around now I uh, just want to get an idea of how you uh, got started in MMA, so we'll start with you again, Connor. What was what was your start like? I started when I was I started boxing first when I was like seven, and I that seven or eight. Can't really remember. And I boxed for KBABC. I never had any like any fights. I weren't weren't old enough at that point because you had to be a bit older to fight. But I trained for like about three years boxing, and then I laid off it for a bit. And then like all my mates and that. The, that's where Casey fight base like moved up the road from man, and like I didn't even know about it. And then my mate said to me like, "This gym up there is sick and that come up." At first, I was like, "Cause it's kicks and stuff." I was like, "No, I'm not gonna go around kicking. I just can't be bothered with that." And then next one, I ended up like going up, and then ever since, you just like as it, as I come in, like Kyle and Kyle Keane and Jay Campbell just welcome me straight away. Just anyone that comes to the gym, that that's just the way they do it. And like then you've got Kay Campbell and Charlie Barmer. When I walked in, them two were like sectioned out, so they were like staying and hard. And I was like, yeah, don't go near them, not a chance. <laughs> and then like, yeah, so from there I just kicked off. And then like three years into it, I'll be facing the fight then in like an amateur C against the uh, I can't remember his name, Tyrone Price or something like that. And uh, yeah, won that one. And then it just. Yeah, just went off from there then. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> oh, Muz, what, what was your start there, Clint? So I've always liked them, mate, to be honest. I've always watched it, but never thought I'd do it. Then um, I started doing tie boxing with mate Jordan. And I just got a case of, I just wanted to be better than him. And then we started, then I choked him out one time. And then he went, he went and joined and then made him. And I went, quite if you're joining, I'm joining. And then literally just followed him like that. Like, even my first fight, I had two weeks off work and I started to so I rang all my mates and went, let's go out and do stuff and everyone's busy. So I went, you know what, I'll come in and train with the pros. Went and trained with the pros and then luckily enough, someone on the Thursday dropped out their fight and then they offered it to me. And then that's when I won me, was FCC, FCC. That's when I won the first fight, I got that belt there. And then from there, it's just snowballed and just enjoyed every second of it. What, what, was, it, what was it like to finally get, get that choke, lads? 
which which one of them. Yeah, I just yeah. thought at the start it was easy, didn't know nothing. Now it's a bit harder. <laughs> at the start, didn't have a clue. Thought he was just punching kick the whole way through. I just took him down. But yeah, that's how I got into it. So that, has that always been your mentality, like the competitive nature? You've got to got to be yeah. better than everyone else. Not not than everyone else. Just when you could, when like I said, he's one of my best mates, and he's probably the same, almost same size as me, same build as me. So we've always competitive with each other. Even to this day, if we grapple now, we get carried away. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Can't help you. Perfect. Hey there, what about yourself, mate? What was uh, what was your start like? So I always watched it a bit when I was a bit younger, like in my early teens. And then uh, my uncles and stuff always loved it. But I was occupied at the time playing rugby league. Uh, so I played that since I was six years old. And I always used to watch them. I mean, I always had a key fascination for it, but I wasn't able to play because I signed for an academy team. So when you do that, then you can't play other sports. That's kind of like the rule. Well, then when I hit 18, I had a bit of a falling out with the head coach there and a, a little injury and things just snowballed. And then I just joined the local jiu-jitsu gym down the road. It's only like literally down the road from where I live. Enjoyed grappling. And then kind of just thought, all right, I want to give this MMA a go. And then just fell in love with it, to be honest, mate. And then just Every day, I just would train twice a day and just kept going and going and going. And then was enjoying the fighting, doing well there. And then just, I was progressing quite fast, to be honest. And I just enjoyed seeing the improvements. And that was it, really. Just kept enjoying the challenges that it presented me. Yeah. And was that, was that fallout on purpose, was it? Did you have a little go and go at him just so you could get out of it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was for the best now, yeah. So I'll tell you, it was on purpose. <laughs> Um, Raf, you mate, what was your start like into the sport? Oh, um, my dad used to put on MMA shows. I don't know if you've heard of them, like Cage Gladiators and Olmach Olympia MMA Championships. So I've been around MMA since, like, as far as I can remember, to be honest. You know, with the likes of like Terry Etter and things like that, when they, they were coming up, I used to like walk out with his belt and shit like that. Yeah. So it was like, um, I've been a part of it and around it for a while and then I started when I was about 13, 14. Um, just started doing like Luther Livre grappling, things like that, done that for a few months and then started uh, practicing everything and then and, and doing everything. And just from there, about 13, 14, I trained for like four to five years um, and then sort of come away from the sport because back then it, was, it weren't really big MMA. It was hard to get me fights because I was so young. And I was there was no like young young people really doing MMA at that point, so it was hard to come away. And then when I was twenty two, I decided to you know come back into the gym and start training, and just went full throttle at it again. So what was it? What was it like being you know that young age going into events with your dad? You know, looking at this cage, all the people around. I imagine it'd be mad as a kid. Oh, I just felt normal to me because. I was like so into it and I used to just like, I, I used to be doing the cage door and shit like that and, <laughs> and like work, working behind the scenes, changing the gloves and getting the fighters, the gloves and stuff like that. So it was just like what I grew up kind of doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it went really like a, it went really like a big thing. I, like I've been watching it since I was so young. So it was just normal to me. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, so again, sort of, going to just go around one by one here at the minute. So, obviously, 
your coaches are so important to to all your careers. Just want you all to kind of highlight your coaches and how how much they have improved each of your games over the last you know well since you've been in the gyms with them. So again, Connor, we'll start start with you, mate. Yeah. So from the start, at the very start, at Jay Campbell and uh, Kyle Kyle Keane. Uh, them two from the start they've just been like it's not even like just in the gym it's been like you know throughout life mm-hmm. they've just been there all the time anytime and they've done they'll be there and then I started saying that Casey and then I moved on to the MA academy then and that's where I met Jason Tan and like Jason Tan another person that's just all of them every coach is just being there for me and then I got got in with Mike Wooten and now I'm, I train with like Los Fitz He's he's another he's another coach. Uh, Billy Swan. He's my strength and conditioning coach. They just like it, even their names. I'm just rolling off like Los Bits is like what? I think he's eight and two as a pro. He's headline headline cage or he's all co. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. they're just the names. Mike Wooten, the Ultimate Fighter. Jason Tan, Kyle Keane, the Muay Thai standout. It's just like the names are just big anyway. Yeah. And they've all they've all been there in their own individual way. They actually have. Yeah. Just would not want to be possible without them. Um say the same to you was, you know, maybe your your coaches and how important that they, they be into your game, mate. Yeah, they made super important just alone. Them having like like I said, when I had my first fight, like I said, I didn't do no camp or anything, but they offered it to me and they just reassured me, like, no, you're, you've got this and you're ready. And they've seen it all, most of, like, they've seen it all, to be honest. Like, they've had cage where he's champed out in the UFC. So, for them to just have the confidence to put me in there, it made me feel confident and never, never once doubted them whatsoever. Every time they've picked me a fight and pushed me, it's always gone good for me. Even some of the losses I've learned more from just by them setting after, look, this is what we need to work on and you're right. Yeah. And can you just highlight your coaches for us, mate? Yeah, so it's Paul Rimmer, um, Ellis, uh, Adam Benchy, and Cy Audley was um, stand-up striking as well. And they're the head coaches of Next Gen. Well, not the head coach, Paul's the head coach, but they're the rest of the coaches. Yeah. Hey there, Shane, to you, mate. Uh, so I'm trying to aspire some of my main coaches, actually, uh, Phil Turner, who's a very good black belt. He's taken my game to like a new level on the ground. Like the amount of time he's put into me, just what I can do now on the ground compared to just last year, completely different. Uh, like, I'd kill that version of myself with the time that we've put in. And then we've got Dean Garnett, who really focuses on just homing in the simple details, a lot of my MMA wrestling, basics, keeping composure, stuff like that. And then, obviously, we have Tony Musa, who's quite well known for being Brendan Lochman's coach, uh, Kane Musa's coach as well, who, you know, they've gone on to fight in Bellator, PFL. UFC stuff like that so got in the corner then I've also got a guy local to, local to me called Asim Fias who's quite a good uh, boxing coach his brother that he coached from a kid is uh, signed to Eddie Hearn and stuff so I'm working with some top quality coaches yeah brilliant mate so, <laughs> and um, Raf can you just highlight your coaches and what they've done for your game mate yeah so his um, three main coaches are Terry Etham <laughs> Mike Grundy and Colin Heron. You know, um, them names are sort of self-explanatory, really. Terry yeah. and Mike Grundy, yeah. you know, UFC veterans. Terry Etten, sort of, you know, a pioneer of UK MMA. 
Yeah. Um, as I say, walking out with his belt, he's always been like a role model for me and things like that. He's like my big brother, so he's always there backing me. Um, Grundy, obviously, one of the best wrestlers to come out of the UK. Yeah, unbelievable person as well, just a proper nice fella. Um, and then obviously the head coach, Colin, who's had uh, 12, 13 UFC fighters coming out of the gym. Um, obviously, what, what they've done for me, this they've got me where I am now. They're constantly putting in time and effort, just trying to make me the best fighter that I can be. Um, and obviously, I've been at Carbon since I was a since I was a young kid, so it's just a family environment for me. Yeah, yeah, that's like the, the great thing about the gyms. Like it is a family environment, isn't it? It's not just you go to the gym and that's it. You know, you're all the family within yourselves. Yeah, it's great. Um, so this this one's a bit of an open question, so feel free to jump in as you please. Uh, but just just how good is the MMA scene in Liverpool right now? It's the best, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the it, it actually is when you like look at it, even like stats wise. When you think of who coming out of Liverpool from the UK, how many people you've got: Grundy, Tom, Ashburnall, Darren Till. You've got Paddy, Meatball, Molly. You know what I mean? It's like even then you got people in Bellator, Gavin Hughes, things like that. There's like there's so many fighters who are from Liverpool who are doing you know doing bits in the the big on the big stage. So. I don't know any other city that really is bringing this many fighters through. Yeah. Not even the pros, neither, is it? It's like, and, uh, level as well now. Like, the amateur level is that high. You just, and you go to shows now, and like, you, at every card there is, there's like always a scouser on it, isn't it? Really? <laughs> there's always a scouser on it. And it's just, and I like the gyms that are in the pool now, it's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I made sure I was just sit and watch the early fights from when I was in the last Almighty. I was cage side watching them all because the levels have gone so good now that they all are entertaining every single one. People are getting finished. It's crazy the level that's coming yeah. up now. Like these, some of these amateurs, you know what I mean? They're just doing it from from so young. So it's like it's just next level compared to like a few years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I think that's why you're seeing so many like amateurs coming out of Liverpool only having a couple of fights. Our amateur because, like you say, the level in Liverpool is so high that it's the sort of fighting as amateurs, but they're like pro level already. Yeah, I'm not struggling in Liverpool to find any fighters. Like, I'm from Manchester, and it would be easier for me to train down in Manchester, but I don't get the same level of people coming up to Liverpool. It's just everybody in the gym is just the coach and everything's just better, just overall. Yeah, yeah, and it's immense life in there. Like, um, so the next one then um, Connor you sort of mentioned it there with you know the different gyms come going out you know you're all outsiders you know looking in on, on the other gyms but from an outside point of point of view like how was it to see so many gyms you know thriving and succeeding in the city it's good as well it's, it's like competitive it really is yeah you look at the, the other people coming out to different gyms now and you just, you know the co- where the competition is. That makes sense. Yeah. It's high. It is, isn't it? You know, by like the people that are just fighting now and then the, the, the gyms are just creating absolute animals. Every gym, literally every gym in Liverpool couldn't think of 
one gym that it's, isn't. That's what I mean. It's not just one gym now. Do you know what I mean? It is like a lot of the gyms are all like coming through with different people. It's like showing that the level is just getting so much better. Yeah, yeah. I think you look on. You can look on like an amateur card or even a pro card, and there could be someone from one of your gyms that you've not heard of, but you just know because they come from that gym that they want to watch. Yeah. Um. So, sort of. Obviously, everyone knows MMA. You're learning to fight. You're learning to defend yourself. But aside from that, what else can MMA bring to your life? What else can can you gain from just being in an MMA environment? I can just deal with pressure, and that's what it's taught me. Like being able to push yourself, what I'm actually capable of. Because I've never been scared to fight. Even as a kid, I've never been scared to fight. But it's completely different when you've got to step in a cage and. It's an organised fight and people have come and seen you and it's, it's a whole different thing. It's completely different to a quick scrap on the street. That means nothing. Then it's having the ball to step in there, plan everything, know this guy's training his ass off to finish him and you're training your ass off to finish him. It's a completely different thing. That's taught me like how to deal with pressure and how to know myself a bit better. Yeah, it's a good shot at that. Like. Mm. Do, you, do you just find, you know, obviously, like, you know, you'll get in street fights and that. Is it a bit of a... So it's a wake-up call, you know, when you walk into a gym from, you know, just having street fights and then you learn there's all this technique behind it and everything else that goes into to fighting. You know, people think, oh, yeah, you know, you're just throwing hands and kicks, but the whole technique yeah, street, fight, street fight normally lasts about 30 seconds to a minute. <laughs> and normal street fights and actual fights in the cage, when, when you're doing rounds at the gym, you're like, shit, I'm absolutely knackered. I've still got another four minutes in here. It's completely yeah. different in that situation. Yeah, and like people on the street and they don't know jujitsu or not. Like, I don't care yeah. what anyone says. Like, if you know a little bit of jujitsu, even a tiny bit, compared to someone who doesn't in any fight, like mm. you're gonna take someone out. Do you know what I mean? And do damage yeah. to someone because it's like so effective. You know what I mean? So it's it's not even like a question when you see these people like fighting on the streets and that, and like you're just watching them like throwing windmills, and you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just, it's just obviously a completely different level, isn't it? It's not a street yeah. fight and an MMA fight. It's just not the worlds apart, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Massively. Has MMA been helpful to any, like, you know, in terms of, like, mental health issues and that? I don't know if anyone has ever sort of struggled in that respect, but I've heard from other people that it has helped in that respect. Do you do you find that yourselves? I think, I think like, obviously I've, I've never really struggled with mental health, but I reckon, like, that's because I haven't struggled, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. I, I reckon that's what it is. It's just, when I think, I don't know about these, like, but when I go in the gym, like, I don't think about nothing else, mate. Like, everything else on the outside's blocked. You know what I mean? It's the same when I'm on as well. It's, it's everything. is just, I don't even, it's just a weird feeling. It's like, you, you, I don't know. Everything's just blocked out your head and you don't think of nothing else, but like, just being in there. Yeah, like nothing else matters in that moment. Yeah, yeah, in that moment. Yeah, I'll say it's like rewarding as well. So like you can have a shit day and everything and you're having three triangles in jiu-jitsu and you just walk off smart and you're like, go home, mate, <laughs> yeah. you have a good day. Go home and have a good day. It doesn't matter if you have a shit day and work, you hit landing three triangles and you're buzzing and you feel better about yourself and you see things are clicking. So yeah. 
um, there you go for, for anyone who's considering doing MMA who hasn't there's, there's your answer there's all, all your pros that you need <laughs> um, so next one and it's going on to like individual questions so first one's for Connor you know you've essentially had a fight a month you know since since your debut in July I mean this is your fourth fight now I'm sort of going back to that mentality thing but how has that been for you mentally? Obviously, because you've practically been in fight camp for the best part of six months, you know. I've, I've, to be honest with you, I've, I've loved every minute of it. But after that last one, I was like, I, I need to have, I need to have a week off here. Like, yeah, just <laughs> off it. Because it was just like the dieting and just stuff like that. It was just constantly just dieting. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm one for food, me. I love food. <laughs> I love it. But, like, it was just boss. Because in lockdown, I don't know if you know, but, like, before lockdown, I was supposed to fight on UKFC, an amateur B fight, and I weren't able to fight on it. My heart rate was, like, through the roof, and the, the medical team didn't let me fight. And, like, that was a proper letdown for me. Like, I was, I was devastated. And... Then lockdown come and I was like, what am I going to do here? Like, I fell behind now. I'm 18. I've had nothing, no fights, like, to record. And then, obviously, these past few months now, I've, I've had three fights. And it's just, like, the way I do it. Like, today, I only noticed it today. And I was like, I've had three fights here. And in the space of five months, I was like, wow. It's madness. <laughs> I guess that goes to show, like what you were saying before, when you're just focused on that thing in the moment, nothing else. Yeah, matters, that's it. You know? And I'm even more like, like people are saying it's mad that like I'm getting a title shot at like three and all. But you could arguably say like I haven't lost a round yet in MMA. Yeah. I haven't lost a round, and I, and I've got one submission. It's like, why don't I? You know what I mean? And I beat like the likes and names of like Danny Farrell, Ali Sahihi. Yeah. Them two, the, Ali, Ali's so experienced, and in that fight, I knew it was going to be a tough. Like I knew it was going to be tough. You know what I mean? And I knew, like, I knew how good he was. So that's why I just come in and it's done what I done. Yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> next questions for for you, Mush. Um, do you have to make any like uh, like special uh, like changes or? Any, and do you have to do anything specific uh, to account for your like for your height when you're training? Um, not really, not really specific or height. Probably just the pads, just a little higher up in the air. That's what. Really, <laughs> the cards. Uh, Man's oh, the yeah. <laughs> Man's <laughs> yeah, that's probably it with me height and everything like that. Like, in regards to training, um, it's not really do crazy specific or anything different than any of the lads. The only thing they do different is maybe like me. I'll try different things I can get away with them. I wouldn't really try and fight on the inside and try and stay long with people where someone shorter would do the opposite. But that's just fighting for your body type, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It must be hard for you practicing uh, 
body kicks because most of them end up with head kicks in there, I imagine. It needs to be fair. So this one's for you, Heather. Obviously, you've got a, a perfect pro record, but in, in your amateur, it was five and one. Um, how much did you learn from that single to defeat? You know, was that sort of a motivation to for you to go on this run that you're on now with being a four fight win streak essentially? Yeah, of course. That was uh, that was actually the changing point. That's when I started training up in Liverpool and uh, uh I linked up with the guys there and uh, they took me in and I was just like I was relying a lot on uh, that time the tactics are just oh you're athletic, you can get away with stuff. And yeah, it was but my mentality at the time was like that can only take me so far and it did only take me so far. It took me to the final of the Iron Maths, but it didn't take me to the gold medal. And I'm not here to, like in my head, I'm always like, I'm not here to, I don't want to be second best. Yeah. I want to be the best. And uh, that's why I uprooted, I travelled, what is it now, 45 minutes each way down to Liverpool to train, get the best quality coaching I can do because it inspired me to chase the dream, but chase it properly. Don't rely on athleticism, rely on the skill. And I hope you guys can see that in my fight that you have a high level of skill for a middleweight and especially a middleweight with so little experience. I'm able, I'm taking out guys like Igor Peruskas, who probably, what was he, 17 fights as an amateur. I took him as my pro debut. He only had two losses and I took that fight and I'd say I won it comfortably. He obviously had a bit of success in the first round, but that's it. I'm challenging myself now. That's what I'm doing. I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone and just keep pushing and just want to see all these tough guys, I just want to beat them and just add them to my to my record and just lift up these wins and just keep the streak going. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, so finally, for, for you, Raf, um, you've obviously finished all four of your fights in your pro career so far. Do you, do you put any pressure on yourself to continue that run of finishes or are you just happy with the win regardless? Yeah, just, just happy with the win regardless. Really, obviously, it's nice if you can rack up 100% finish rate you know for however many fights you can but obviously in this game it's you're going to come against these people who are sometimes unbreakable you know what I mean so at the end of the day a win's a win as long as I'm getting a win on my record then that's all that matters to you really yeah yeah sure. and just really quickly we haven't threw this one in but when you were talking about people who are unbreakable what did you make of Gaethje and Chandler <laughs> It is crazy. <laughs> crazy, mate. It's inspiring to see when you're seeing these guys like, going out of it, then you just like, it's like, yeah. this is what it takes, though. You know what I mean? If you want to be at that top level, like, you've got to be willing to be able to dig deep like that. And like, that's why you've got to watch these guys and just be like, you know what? That's what it is to be in the UFC, to be at the top of the game. You've got to be able to and be willing to push yourself to those limits. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was unreal, wasn't it? It was fucking yeah. nuts. What a fight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's definitely... Did, did you expect Chandler to be taking digs like that first from issues, <clears throat> you know, known for his powers? Absolutely mad to see. I thought he was going to get KO'd, to be honest, but... Yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah. mad thing, though. You see the shot that Oliveira hit him with, it seemed like nothing compared to what Gage yeah. hit him with. But yeah. It just shows you yeah. the MMA world, doesn't it? It makes no sense. Yeah. He gets yeah. he gets clipped, gets clipped by Oliveira and he goes out and then he shocks like that and you're like, 
Yeah, I think that Oliveira shot that was just so clean and technical, like yeah. the left hook from you know what I mean. It was on the button, wasn't it? Yeah, right, it was right it was on the button. Knocked him right back. Didn't even see it. Yeah, yeah. Oliveira or Gaethje? What's that? Oliveira or Gaethje? I like Gaethje too much, me lad. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Too much. Well, I mean, I know, we, you know, we're always... Oliveira. Yeah, we, we've always said on here that Oliveira is the, was the dark horse of that division. So, I mean, it'd be wrong of us to say it anybody else now, won't it? Yeah, I reckon, he, I reckon he beats him by some... He's the most technically sound everywhere. Like, yeah, every part of his game is like so on point. So, I think he can I think he can shut Gaethje because Khabib did it. So, I don't see why he can't do it. Yeah. yeah. So, did, um, did Chandler get new fans in yourselves from the weekend? Yeah, I like them anyway. To be fair, he's mm. he's an entertainer, isn't he? He's yeah, always come, yeah, he's comes strong and comes to fight. So it was always going to be like what it was when. Yeah, when expecting to go the distance, life. But there you go <laughs> again, MMA madness. Um, <clears throat> so before, before we move on to this bit, there quick then just last one on Chandler. Uh, <laughs> who, who, who have you got? Who have you got, McGregor or Chandler? If it goes ahead, Chandler. Yeah. <laughs> I love McGregor, but I just don't think the gas tank's there. If Chandler does that, what he done on the weekend, I, I don't know. I just think it's game over. Do you, do you, do you think it's? I, I think with most fights with Connor, you know, if you can get out that first couple of minutes, yes, that yeah, power, it is like, that's yeah. that power. That power is something else. Yeah. Fourier said that then he? he said like he's the most powerful man that's hit him. Yeah. I think Khabib said that as well, didn't he? What was that? Did he, yeah. that he said that about? Gaethje, I think it was. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, then. So, moving on, we've got like a little weird, weird segment. Basically, would you rather? But the the uh, the, the bit my questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's only it's only one each stuff. So you've you've only got it. Uh, yeah. You've only got it that awkward. Wait, think about it for a few seconds. <laughs> um, so con you first, then would that be me? You took the questions first off from from the start, so let's continue with a um. So, would you rather take a punch from Lodge, considering the lad said he's the hardest hitter, or would you rather get you know throw and punch it on Shield Road? <laughs> <laughs> what was the second one? <laughs> would, would you, would, I just said she road and thought, <laughs> would, would you rather get your nuts from a punter on Shield Road? I think I'm taking a dig off laws, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm taking a dig off laws. I think I'm just gonna have to just fucking have the ambulance on standby. <laughs> To be fair, so. you'll probably you'll spend less time in the Aussie with it after the punch off lodge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next one, next one's for you, Muz. Not gonna lie. Uh, so Keaton obviously spoke to you at uh, the last Almighty show, and he was telling me about just how big you were. And so couldn't even fit you on the camera. Lads, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. when we were thinking about these, I just had this image in my head, so I had to ask the question. So would you rather have? Shorter arms, but your legs are the same size as they are now, or yeah. shorter legs with the same length arms that you got now. How short are the legs? Um, 
like like Connor Short. You <laughs> <laughs> know what? I think I'd go for the shorter legs. I think I'd be grappling everyone, everywhere like a madman. <laughs> With the longest arms in the world to choke people out from the legs. The legs sometimes get in the way. <laughs> That's one thing I was going to ask you. Do you know what your actual span is? Like, I know Jones is 84 and a half, isn't he? Do you, do you know yeah, what your... I've, ne- I'm, I've never measured it, but I'm just all arms and legs, to be honest. I've never actually got that to measure, isn't it? <laughs> It'd be, be interesting to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, new record. <laughs> yeah, new record. Um, <laughs> so, next, Hayda. Um, so, would you rather audition for Britain's Got Talent, but you've got to be Balakal, or take a spin and kick unprotected from Joe Rogan? Oh, either way, I'm embarrassed, isn't it? Because I'm going to get knocked out with one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I take a spin and kick just to see how it feels to take one. <laughs> oh, no, I'd, rather, I'd rather go Balakalad. I know, yeah. Uh, That's a brave man. I can't, I'd pass out. I don't, I, I have no talent, you know, like that time, I wouldn't be able to do it. And I, I, I'm not big either, I'd rather go bollock, oh, you're mad. So, last one's for, for you, Raf. Uh, so, would you rather uh, eat a bowl of dog food or do a bush tucker trial where you're underground and you're covered in rats and spiders and snakes and all shit? Probably do a bush like a trial on the ground. I couldn't shit with food and that's all of it's disgusting. But thing about dog food, a lot of protein in it, lads. So this should have your protein. Uh, <laughs> no, but just even the thought of it just being dog food and me eating it's just like mad nah, and nasty. No. I don't, I'm not really like scared of like spiders and that's so, all like you know what I mean. It's that's, you, that's all right for you then. Yeah, it's not as bad. <laughs> that, that's one thing that I done. As soon as you said dog food, I was like, Ugh. So obviously we were meant to be joined by Ryan McNally here tonight as well. Um and he couldn't join us, but we did have one for him. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna throw it out to all of you and you can all answer this one. Uh so would you rather uh, take a kick from a horse in the plums or drink a month old bottle of milk? Oh, he got the worst one to be fair like. yeah I hate milk as well <laughs> I'd have to take the milk please I'd have yeah, to take the milk I want kids and not me I want to live I'm just kidding I'm having that milk I'm doing that yeah. I think we're all we're all decided about yeah, the milk yeah. 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 I mean, you might have to you might have to tackle it with a knife and fork like but nah. <laughs> <laughs> wait there like, let's change this so save you already got kids that's going to be a tough five hours getting through that milk, man. Longer. <laughs> you sound like you want the kick in the plums. When it's <laughs> 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 trying to sell it to us. Well, you're not meant to tell people. Come on, let's see. Kieran's got the horse picked out and everything. He's, yeah. he's got it in his back garden there. He's <laughs> fucking good-looking horse as well, man. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. No, you know what, boys? It's, uh, it's been a pleasure having you on here tonight. And um, thanks for taking the time. It's been it's been boss. And we know all four of you are going to get the win. Connor's going to be coming on with the belt. And mm. the rest of you are going to improve that record. So we're, we're rooting for you. We know you're going to get the win. Um, Kieran. 
possibly both of us, I think, are going to be there. But Kieran definitely is going to be there anyway. So I'm sure we'll see you on the night. But best of luck. And again, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Nice one. I appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having us on. See you later. Thank We're super necessary.